Welcome to the Best Relationship Ever podcast. I'm Freddie Concio. And I'm Melinda Concio. To navigate the best relationship ever, we have found some of the greatest skills to accomplish this. Through 35 years of marriage and 25 years of pastoring, much of what we've learned will be shared throughout our podcast. So if you're interested in creating amazing relationships in your life, Hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our podcasts. All right, here we are, episode 11. We made it number 11. Yes, we did. Hey, what do you think of when you think of the word character? Uh, Lots of things, but I actually think about like character as in somebody's unusual character that stands out. Something like that. Do you think of Disney characters? Because I just went to Disneyland this last week. I know. You got totally blessed to be able to go. It was open and a friend said, I got free tickets. Would you like to go? And I said, yes. And it was on California Adventure side. Nice. Nice. That was cool. So I saw characters. I saw Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. And they were all dressed with new outfits and looking cool and everything. It was really cool. That's one side of a character. Now, there's other sides of character, which you're dealing with your personality and those type of things when you deal with character. So character building is one incredible thing that we're going to be dealing. We're going to be dealing with approved character. What is approved character as in maybe disapproved character the opposite of disapproved right so disapproved to be the things that are frowned upon yes we frown upon these things in this establishment right i love that that's crazy when you go to certain restaurants and you got to dress a certain way i went to a restaurant where you had to wear a tie and if you don't wear a tie or a suit or jacket you may not enter our establishment i remember I remember we had the kids with us and we were trying to go into this restaurant because we just wanted lunch and we had no idea. And they wanted you to put on a jacket. I remember in some churches where it was frowned upon if women did not wear dresses and they wore pants. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. I went to a church. It It was okay to wear pants in all of the church except the sanctuary where we actually had church services, in which case, I don't know, God changed his mind and you had to have a dress on instead of pants. I don't know what the story was on that, but they were very strict (laughs) about it. There are some weird characters in church. Hey, Mm -hmm. let's look at this definition of character. Okay. The definition of character is the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. The mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. So we're dealing with morality here and we're dealing with intelligence here. Yeah. So, but we're talking about, when we talk about approved character, we're not talking about like a funny character or personality trait. We're more talking about the moral aspects of their life or how they make an impact on other people. Romans 5 kind of builds upon this ladder of how to get into that approved character and end up finally with a joyful hope. Would you mind reading that in Romans 5, verse 3 through 5? Sure. Very interesting. It says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. That's a really weird spot to start, isn't it? Yes. Glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint 
because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. See, that's a beautiful pattern where it starts out with tribulations. Well, I don't know how beautiful it is to have tribulations, which, which means, means troubles, trials, right? tough times, that's right. it. And when you're going through tough times, it says, then you develop perseverance, which means you're developing the endurance to go through it, and then you develop character. Mm. Interesting that, that tough times bring the character out of you, because how you respond tells you everything about your character. I've heard from a lot of personal growth experts, they basically say, the only way to grow is outside of your comfort zone. So if you want to grow in uh, mature and maybe, let's say, in love towards another person, since we're talking about relationships, how do I grow in love towards this person? You actually have to go through an uncomfortable place, reach out of your comfort zone to grow. And I think this is the whole process we're talking about. I really believe that God will use difficulties in our life to bring out the best in the shaping of our character. Oh, for sure. God will allow that thing to happen. In Proverbs 17, 3, it says, the refining pot is for silver and furnace for gold, but the Lord tries the heart. Mm-hmm. So look at the how it equates refining fire with the heart being tried. And basically what it's saying is, it's saying, well, I can give an example of what happened to me when I was growing up in high school yeah. in my silver class. Oh, that's it what really, it was called? Yes, it was a silver class. And um, oh, well, it was actually gold and silver, but it was called silver class for some reason. And what the teacher brought to us one day, he brought to us a little chunk of gold, a little tiny chunk of gold, and he put it in a, a little tiny metal cup. And he said, all right, here's what you're going to do is you're going to take this metal cup, put it over the fire, you're going to let it heat up, the gold's going to melt, and then you'll see what happens. And sure enough, the gold started to melt. But then all of a sudden it started to foam, and this weird, ugly, gross, like different color, dark color foam started coming to the top. And we all said, teacher, teacher, ours is blowing up. Something's happening. He says, that is called dross. Yeah. That is the impurities that are in the gold surfacing to the top. He says the fire on gold causes the impurities to surface to the top. God's fire or God's tribulation under us causes the impurities of our life to surface to the top. And all the good, the bad, and the ugly can come out at that moment. Yeah. Well, and it's looking at that ugly of our lives that is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. At least for me, when I'm going through a difficult time and I stop to look at myself, because it's so much easier to look out and blame everybody else when I'm going through a hard time. Blame the government, blame the commentator on TV, yeah. <laughs> blame anybody else. But God tells us to, to stop and look at ourselves yeah, and, and look at our hearts and when you do that and you see the ugly, at least when I, I don't, I don't mean to put it off on anybody else, but for myself, when I look at that ugly, and we call it the dross because of that exact reason, that class, when I look at it, it's like, I don't want to admit that's in my life. Mm. I don't want to have to say, ooh, the ugly is in me. That's what's coming out. Um, 
you and I have used this terminology a lot, even from uh, when we're going through difficult times and you and I will say to each other, okay, we're being squeezed, but what's coming out? Yeah. So when you're being squeezed in a tribulation, a trial, a problem, a test, and you're being squeezed, is it the fruit, the juice coming out of you? Or are you all dried up and there's just dust Ooh, coming hey, out? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. So to continue on with the story, the teacher would eventually say, um, okay, now here's what you're going to do. You're going to scoop the dross yeah. off the top, which is scoop the foam off the top and throw it away. That way only what remains is what is pure and what is integrity of the gold. And yeah. we're like, wow, scoop the dross off the top. And isn't that what God is asking us to do? Scoop the ugliness off the top, get rid of that part of your character, get rid of that part of the negative part of your character, and get approved character mm. in only remains what is gold, what is pure, what is good, what is of good report. Right. Well, I think it's really important that we take a look at approved character because we're using this terminology, these words to describe the character and who's doing the approving. <laughs> because uh, by looking at some of the things that I see out in uh, our life, there are some people approved character wouldn't what I'd be calling approved. Same definition. Huh? Right. Yeah. So I think when we're looking at things that build life, that's full of love, that reflects the character of God. Well, things that benefit your relationship. Because yes. when you deal with character in a relationship, there are some bad characters and there are some people with much high quality character. And which person would you rather associate with? Which person would you rather be friends with? Which person would you rather trust more? Yeah. The person with character, of course. Well, and I think mature may be a word to come in here. Exactly. Because it's not always... Um, you can be around somebody and you just sort of write it off as, well, they're just, they're young in that area. They've not been tested and tried. So there's no maturity. So the expectation isn't for them to match this mark. But in relationships, if we find a consistent, or we call it, if the universe is speaking to us. Yeah. In other words, we have not just one relationship, but many relationships that end in similar ways or that we're finding ourselves around these type of people, we may need to look at ourselves and say, what is it in me? What is that dross that is trying to rise up that I need to look at so it can be scooped off? Or they're giving you some kind of a, a constant similar feedback of saying, hey, why, Melinda, why are you always getting angry? Or why are you always uh, late? Or why are you mm. always this? Yeah. You know, why is your morals and your values uh, when it comes to this or this way? And when it comes to that is that way. And um, they keep giving you this feedback. It's saying a message to you about your character. Yeah. Well, I've heard this one wise person say this more than once. And he would say, God is more interested in your Character, character and your comfort. Than your Do you remember who said that? I don't remember. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've had to call on myself many times because I'm asking God, rescue me from this. And it's more of a persevere. Go through it because on the other side, there's the gold. There's the stuff to remain. See, there are some people that look at this and say, why do we have to talk about this? What's so important? Well, we're dealing with best relationship ever. And for us, 
us to have a best relationship ever. This is how we develop this character in our life. Every parent that has a child, mm. one of their greatest goals is to teach their child how to have good character. That's right. why they're always saying, all right, say thank you, say thank you, say thank you. It's like, mm. how many times does a parent say, say thank you, say thank Okay, say goodbye, say goodbye, right. say hello, say hello. Why are they doing this to our children? Are they torturing our children or are they trying to develop good character? Yeah. I think our, our culture needs to recommend or remind themselves that good character is what is a, one of the foundations on which we build relationship. Yes. Because it starts with your internal. You can only be in self-denial for so long. In other words, self-denial is you're acting out in a certain way and you don't think anybody else knows it. Yeah. But it shows up. Or I like the thing you said about blaming yeah. I want to blame this. That's why I'm this way. I want to blame that. That's why I'm that way. I want to blame, want to blame. And, and isn't that what Adam and Eve did from the beginning of the garden? From the beginning. It is. He, you a- know. Adam said, The woman thou hast given yeah, me, it's not my her fault. fault. <laughs> and I then the woman just, goes, Oh, it wasn't me. It was that serpent over there. <laughs> exactly. It's the blame game. Yeah. You so. wonder sometimes, you and I have had this conversation. What would have turned out differently if Adam had just owned his own stuff? Oh, wow. That could have changed everything. If his character was in a place to say, you're right, God, I totally blew it. Don't blame the woman. She was tricked into this. I own my own decision. Mm. Man, maybe humankind would be a whole different kind of person. That's a man of character, and he wasn't developed yet. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he hadn't been tested, right? Nope. Yeah. Nope, no, nope. Hey, a quick question for you. Right. And you can throw it back at me, too. Uh, what was one of the toughest character-building things you went through in your life? What was one of the toughest character-building things you went through? Because when you go through these things, this is what builds our character and how we change from one position to another. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear that story if you got one going in your brain there. I have, I'm flooded with so many. <laughs> so I'll try and pick one. And I think um, being a young mother, when our boys were very young, I started on a journey because it's thrust on you. you know, nobody can really prepare you. I read so many books and I thought I was ready, but it's the self-sacrificing Ooh. that you're not the most important right now. That the most important, well, at the time, was my newborn. Well, from day one, when the the baby was in your womb, yeah, you were constantly self sacrificing, giving all the nutrients to the baby first. Yeah, but it wasn't always a conscious thought. I mean, yeah. the way I ate was a conscious thought because I wanted, you know, to have a healthy the baby way you sat down, in the pregnancy. The way you down. <laughs> yeah, some of that wasn't by choice. Yeah. But um, once they were born, and I think it's that was the start. And here's the thing: I think is super cool about God is that he doesn't expect perfection the first time you try. Yes. I, I really believe that God, he understands our weaknesses. He understands our makeup and, and how we are created from the internal perspective. And so he knows my ability to self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't this great expectation, but I've known I have been through a lot of testing and I've come a long way since that time. Yes. Okay. So what? What he would meets say? You where you're at. Yeah. What would you say 
is one of your greatest For me, it areas. probably had to be grace to my sons after my stroke. Wow. Because I was already on a path, a beeline headed right towards my sons. Yeah. Because when I had the stroke, it was right around the time my boys were all in their 20s. Mm. So here they are in their 20s, and they're going into that manhood. And I said, ooh, I got some finishing touches to put on them. But everything inside me said, you better be careful because you can push a son too hard to the point where he totally rebels and hates your guts because mm-hmm. you just came about it the wrong way. You lose that relationship. You lose the relationship completely. And I have three sons to lose a relationship in. So it's a big loss if something goes down. So um, after the stroke, God started teaching me about grace, just to calm my booty down and say, you need to give your son some space in grace. Yeah. And that totally changed my attitude of how I approach my sons. Where before I would approach them, hey, I'm dad and I said so, and that's why. Instead, I approached them, so what do you think, son? What do you think the best answer would be? And all of a sudden, I had a dialogue instead of just a monologue. Wow. A monologue was one way, my yeah. way. And all of a sudden, it turned into a dialogue and it changed the whole relationships of my son. And it is still changing the relationships because grace is an amazing thing. But it took everything in me to shut my mouth up mm. because everything in my character said, I'm in charge. I'm going to tell them how they need to act. I'm going to let them know what's up. And God just said, nope, I got a different way for you to do yeah. this. And you're going to build character on yourself while you do this very thing. I rem- I remember that very distinctly, but you not only had grace for your sons, you had to have grace for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I definitely because did. Because your physical person, um, you know, coming out of the stroke, you had a lot of physical challenges. And some of those things, I mean, it was a very hands-on learning for you. You like didn't even have a choice in learning. You had to come yeah. to, to grace for yourself, grace for the situation you were in, um, you were still pastoring at that time. So that was a huge, I mean, sometimes we talk, we make light about the tribulations and trials, you know, um, but that was a very heavy one. And I personally mm. compliment to you. I thought you did amazing. Thank you, babe. That means that, a lot. That you even gave, I found grace coming towards me as I was going through situation changes and the the pressure that we were under. You were amazing with me. That's a whole other story. I'm surprised you didn't bring up that story of what I put you through <laughs> to become the woman that you are in regards to your character. Uh, thank you, babe. Yeah. You know, you're crossing a borderline because I'm sure people are listening and saying, well, I'm not that good and, and I wish I could be more kind like you guys are or whatever. No. You know what? God meets you right where you're at. Yes. He has grace to meet you where you're at. You don't have to compare yourself to other people. There are some people that look more at their intentions. And they'll say, well, it wasn't my intention to hurt him. It wasn't my intention to hurt her. And then they run with that as if that's their escape card. Oh, their Uh, license to get away with it. Yes, it wasn't my intention to step on your foot, but it still hurt. Sure. And those are your results. So where does that come from? I mean, when we just take this intentional pattern saying this is not my intentions. Well, it 
tries to take the responsibility away from Your myself. Yeah. yeah, rather than looking at the my reactions or actions I'm putting out there to other people. And I love that example. I think we've talked about it before that if you step on somebody's foot, even if it was an accident, it wasn't my intention to, it still causes pain. It still has a consequence to what I had done to somebody. So when you're going through a trial or a testing, um, it can be easy to say, well, nobody understands me and nobody knows my intentions. But people outside of your own brain all they can do is judge you and your character by what comes out and what you do, the results of what you're doing. So this approved character is so important because right. when you look at it, you can look at it about talent and knowledge and it may open the door for you. In many places, people just based on their talent, their skills and their intentions will open doors, but only approved character will keep you mm. in those places. It's so true. And I think that we've seen that example in our uh, so much. If we look at child uh, TV stars or movie stars or now YouTube stars, sometimes their talent gets them into situations and then all of a sudden they're super successful because they don't have the maturity in their character. There you go. This approved character. And it's sad. Some they, of the they, they their go life through. falls apart. Their relationships disappear or they turn around just to be bitter at everybody else because they feel like it's just happening to me. Mm -hmm. I think as Christians, people of faith, we really believe God is good. God doesn't do things to us. He does things for us. Yes. And when you hold that perspective, you can go through a difficult time, a time of testing. If you trust God really is taking me to somewhere else where I'm going to improve myself, self-improvement, not really God improvement, <laughs> mm. to get me into that approved character, that place that my my uh, morality, my wellness, that people are actually attracted to that. So what would be the 10 issues for this right now? Because we're looking at approved character and we're looking at how do I develop approved character? And that scripture gave some patterns there in Romans 5, 3, it gave some patterns and steps to yeah. get to character. And if we're willing to go through those steps, which was tribulations, perseverance, and then right into character, and then into hope, if we're willing to go through these steps, then we can do the 10 issues. Now, what are 10 issues? That means it's just a way to walk it out. What we've learned today, it's not enough just to have the information because Information without application right. brings no transformation. So true. But information with application brings transformation. Yes, it and does. And that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to change. Everybody wants to grow. And the only way it's going to happen is we're going to have to go through some tough times. But in how we respond to those tough times and, and what we use in God's grace to make it happen will determine our results. So good. You know, I think we need to remind ourselves because sometimes people have this uh, idea that, oh, I'm walking with God now. So now life is going to be perfect. <laughs> Jesus actually told us, you will go through tribulations. You're going to have trouble. He even talked about haters going to hate. They hated me and they're going to hate you. So there's going to be difficult times. Yeah. But to look at that as a way to mature and grow and have that approved character you'll be a much happier camper with life. 
in this life that we live in, there are all types of uh, qualities of characters. I mean, even different departments. I mean, we can look at pastors. When you look at a pastor, you immediately want to put that pastor on a pedestal and say, he must be of approved character. But we found out many a times, not all are. When you look at different other positions in life, government positions, government officials, senators, uh, all kinds of different positions in life, we find out they can be some really nice people that seem really funny and seem really wise or intelligent. But if they don't have approved character, we're going to have some bad results. It's going to show up. It's going to show up. Yep. It showed up in my life. (laughs) Well, I know it shows up all the time for me, and that's why... I still get to go through some difficult times. There you go. And then after you do good, I'll take you to Disneyland. Hey. (laughs) Hey, everybody, thank you for listening. And I pray for your character to develop in the way God would want you to develop it. And I believe for the best. Yes. And one caveat I'd like to add to that. Not everybody looks the same. Character is individualized. Yes, it is. And God might be calling you to an area of growth in your character and somebody else in another area. So don't compare, but just look to God knowing he is a good God. He has your maturity and your best interest for you. Yeah. And remember, he's more interested in your character than your comfort. Mm -hmm. Just the same way parents are more interested in their children's character than their comfort. It's just the way it is. Yes. It's part of growth. Yes, it is. And I pray that you grow. Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye. See you later. Something to remember. God has placed relationships as one of his top priorities, and I believe we can learn to do that as well. Like and subscribe to BRE Podcast. Be sure to share with friends. Best Relationship Ever is based out of Covering Ministries. You can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. There is also a link directly to our website in the show notes. Please consider partnering with us. Help us see this program reach thousands who are in need of support and trainings.